Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Panda have just announced a massive increase as well. A lot of people not very, very happy that their bills are going to go up by 12.4% for waste. And um, this is on top of everything else. But if you're worried about electricity and you're worried about your gas prices, and of course everybody is, because we really haven't felt the pinch yet, because across the EU in general, we are now paying probably the same amount in the first quarter next year, which will be January to uh, March, that you paid in the whole of 2020. That's probably what you're going to be paying for your energy, your gas and your electricity and your oil and everything else. And the answer to all this, according to the government and according to the um, uh, the regulator, is that they're going to put a moratorium on utility disconnections this winter. And not only that, alongside the extended disconnected moratoriums, a new minimum timeline for debt repayments will be introduced from the 1st of November for two years. Essentially, that means if you don't pay your bill, that you won't get cut off. And for two years, if you can't afford to pay your bill, you won't get cut off. Now, they don't seem to have an end date on this, but it does say two years at minimum. They're also saying as well, utility companies will be required to place customers who are on financial hardship meters. In other words, people who use meters to keep an eye on their bill. They're going to have to put them on the cheapest tariff whatever the discounted tariff is by the particular company you're on. There will also be charges, uh, changes to the debt burden on the pay-as-you-go top-up meters, with electricity supplies only allowed to deduct 10%. So if you go into debt on your meter, you won't get cut off if it goes to zero. And if it goes then to kind of minus 20, whereas before, if you put 20 quid credit in, they would have taken, say, a fiver out to go off your debt and then only given you 15. They're now only allowed to take two euro off, 10%. Um, and a lot of people think, oh, this is a great idea. This is a wonderful idea. But is it really a wonderful idea? Dara Cassidy is from bonkers.ie. Dara, good afternoon to you. Hi, Niall. Good afternoon. Dara, you know, I'm pretty sure it's a good time for bonkers.ie because everybody is clambering trying to get the best deals because no matter who we go to, it's just going to be we're going to be ripped off a little bit less by somebody else. So in other words, they're all going to be expensive, but just some are more expensive than others. So is there big changes going on? Are people jumping from one to the other? They are. I mean, if you look at their CRU's official statistics on the number of people switching, they're at record highs. And certainly from our own experience at Bonkers.ie, we've had a busy few months, but, you know, we don't want there to be an energy crisis. Um, people are going to face a difficult winter and that's not what we want. And that's not what, consumer want, what consumers want. But it is good to see, though, that so many people are switching because it is the way that people are going to put money back into the pockets and be a little bit shielded from some of these price Rises. But are they are they really going to put an awful lot back? You know, you know, obviously, Bonkers will look for the best price, you know, for the particular usage that you're using or whatever company yeah. you're But are they really going to save a huge amount? Because realistically, at the end of the day, the prices are quite extortionate from all the companies now. No, no, they are. And I mean, nobody is going to be able to fully shield themselves from the price increases. So over the past maybe 18 months, so compared to the start of January of last year, which is when the energy crisis really kicked off, the average gas and electricity bill has gone up by around maybe 1,500 to 1,600 euro. So it's not an insignificant amount of money. And that's almost guaranteed to go up again. by another They're saying by, by 2023, it will have 
energy will have tripled in price in two years. Yeah, probably. I mean, every that's country difficult is for people. Like, that's difficult for people on a wage. You know, we're trying to balance the books. People are not going to be able to do it. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about in relation to this idea of the moratorium or indeed this idea of placing a 24-month payback on de- debt. In other words, that if you can't afford your bills and you have to prioritise food and you have to prioritise other things, the lights are not going to go out, the heat's not going to go off. I don't know how this works for oil, by the way. I know it'll work for gas and electricity. But you won't have to pay your bill. Well, I say you won't have to pay your bill. Of course, you should pay your bill. Yeah. But, but if you can't, you know, they will let it go for two years without cutting you off. Is this really a good idea? Or is this just going to push people into debt? Well, we've kind of answered the question. I mean, first of all, the moratorium that was only from the 1st of December until the 28th of February, the two-year debt repayment is for people who have engaged with their supplier and who have been put on a repayment plan. So that's not someone who just refuses to pay for two years. I would say, though, disconnections are quite rare in the energy industry in Ireland anyway. Um, but there obviously is, um, it, it's comforting to know that people aren't going to be cut off in the depths of winter. But it, it does feel as if this is kind of like a sticking plaster and it's maybe just prolonging the pain and prolonging the inevitable because whilst the measures are welcome and I think the theory was absolutely done the right thing and they should be welcomed for these measures, it's not you know, fixing the crux of the issue, which is, as we've discussed, that gas and electricity prices are at absolutely record highs. And yes, people might go over, you know, this winter by not being cut off, but still means that come the 28th or the 29th or, you know, the 1st of March of next year, when disconnections can restart, um, people are going to be in, in, in a difficult situation again. I mean, people have a budget, you know, they have their budget for their mortgage, their budget for their waste, and that's going up 12% again today as well, Panda, and I'm sure yeah. the rest will follow suit as well. Yeah. But there's a limit to what people can actually, you know, afford out of their weekly wage, because it doesn't look like wages are going up too much at the moment. So it's a, there's a limit. And if you look at, at this fact that in the first quarter of 2023, they will pay more in one quarter than they paid in all four quarters, most likely, you know, yeah. in 2020. I mean, that's a shocking statistic. People are oh, just no. not going to be able to afford you know, it is. Like, like I said, they've already gone up by around maybe €1,500 and it's probably going to be another three or €400, meaning people will have to find an extra €2,000 just to pay for the increase. And if you're a top-rate taxpayer in Ireland, as you know, the top rate of tax kicks in pretty low in Ireland, uh, that's an extra around four grand you you'd need to be earning just to pay for the increase. So it, it's a huge sum of money and then you have broadband bills going up, the ECB is increasing. Uh, mortgage payments, yep, yep. Yeah, mortgage payments and of course food Food inflation is now running at close to 10%. So consumers are going to be hit from all angles. And I think the COVID savings have probably helped us a little bit. Um, but I'd say they're rapidly being, in, being, being eaten into. And um, last winter, some of the price increases came, you know, halfway through the winter or just after the winter had ended. So maybe we're shielded a little bit from them somewhat. Uh, well, are the government, do, are the government doing enough? Sorry to interrupt you, Darren, but are the government yeah. doing enough? Because Rishi Sunak, obviously, he's trying to get prime, the job as Prime Minister of the UK so he'll do he's desperate to do anything to help the people at the moment okay they're giving away quite a lot of money up to 1200 euro per family household off their energy bills and also now suggesting capping energy prices which they've done in the UK by the way for many years we haven't done it here and there's pros and cons to it should the government be capping energy prices now should we be putting a cap on it because let's be clear they're making profits some of them are and some of them aren't a lot of the profits Nile are being made by BP Shell 
Russia massive Gazprom, profits, yeah, massive profits. But they're not Irish companies. It's very difficult to go to go after their money, and also they're making money by extracting coal, gas, and oil that is that is in another country's territory. So I think if we want to go after profits, we'd need to go after. We'd need to be at an EU level. Um, now we do have the car of gas fields. Um, now it's not a big gas field, but we could go after the profits there. But I um, mean, you know, some of the suppliers, Nile, they only supply electricity. They're almost like retailers. They actually don't generate electricity. So Panda Power, Pinergy, uh, Flow Gas, they don't have any electricity generators or wind farms. They're not making a huge amount of money. So it's a question of where do you go after the profits? Um, and like I said, most of the profits, unfortunately, are being made in other countries. But, but, uh, have- but some of the bill, of course, as we well know as a service charge and also VAT I mean mm-hmm. VAT was only introduced into energy bills I can't remember when but it, I, it, it was what I was in radio anyway at some point because I do mm-hmm. remember talking about it there was no VAT and energy bills up to a point I think it would have been about 20 years ago I think it was brought in I can't remember exactly when but either way the idea that we have that on it and that the government now because the energy bills have kind of mm-hmm. almost tripled in price now are making more money off the citizens than the energy bill can we no, not could we yeah, not suggest no, that you know, you're completely right. And the point I was going to make is that when we talk about the winners, on the one hand, you have Maxall and Shell and BP, these huge corporations. But also, on the other hand, you actually have the government who's benefiting because that, as we know, was levied on the net price of goods and services. So it's the price of gas, uh, coal, um, oil and everything, and you know, petrol and diesel has shot up. The government's tax take has increased as well. Now, some of that has been given back, in fairness, in the form of the €200 Euro energy credits. But you're right. the government, so a small I don't amount, really, comparison to what they're making out of it. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, the government shouldn't really be taxing, I don't think, at this stage. 13.5% on gas and electricity bills, particularly when it's at record levels. And we have a 0% rate of VAT on most food stuff because well, we realise that, that the food real, Wasn't the purpose of the VAT when it was introduced many, many years ago, the purpose of VAT was on luxury goods, goods yes. that were unnecessary. Uh, so we never had the VAT on things like milk and bread and children's shoes and stuff like that. So the idea that we have VAT on electricity and gas, which are necessary, I mean, you, you can't claim they're a luxury, um, I, I think is bonkers. Pardon, oh, the, well, pardon the pun. Yeah, no, no, you're right. <laughs> And, and I completely agree. And actually, there's a temporary reduction in VAT at the moment. It was reduced to 9%. Uh, that's due to go back up at 13, to 13.5% in October, which I think is absolutely bonkers. The timing would be absolutely awful. But um, so I think that should absolutely, at a minimum, the VAT rate should be kept at 9% and maybe even reduced even further. But you're asking, you know, Niall, is, is the government on top of this? Has the government done enough? I think they just don't know enough about the energy industry and how it works. And they've been getting maybe a little bit of bad advice but we could trump up, but here, here's the thing. People are pinned to the collar. People's lifestyles are being destroyed. They're, you know, just just the, the, the way of life. In other words, I, I mean, I know people might think I'm mad by saying this, but going on a little holiday or a weekend break is important to us because, mm-hmm. you know, we work hard and we want to play a little bit as well every now and again and relax and recharge our batteries. And those kind of things are being taken away from people because uh, they can't afford to do it anymore. I mean, we could come up with billions of euro during a crisis when we had COVID. And here is another crisis where well, all we're doing in this country is bouncing from one crisis to the next but anyway here's another crisis so why can't the government step in I don't know what the cost of energy is uh, across the country on a daily basis or a, or a monthly basis but surely the government could step in and say look we'll cap everybody's bill you know based on what they had say in 2020 so if your bill in 2020 for the quarter was say 450 quid we're going to cap it at that and anything after that we'll pay it because yeah. I mean, we're, we're in a crisis 
And true, we can't expect people to pay it. It, it, will, it will be a very, very big bill. I mean, the government, unfortunately, can't completely solve the crisis because it's a global crisis. It's not one of our own making. And because we import so much gas and coal and oil, we don't really have any, I suppose, power to set those prices. But in France, they've introduced an energy price cap. Um, they did it mainly by nationalising EDF, their main electricity generator, but they have to pull in 12 billion euro to do that. And I'd say they're going to have to pull in even more money because they're forcing EDF. Well, we, we, will, well, we could pull in 60 or 70 billion for COVID-19. Yeah, so, yeah, and that was no, a crisis. You're right. And we put it into the banks as well. So you're right. And like, listen, there is money there. The government is due. I think it's running a budget surplus of around 5 billion euro at the moment. I do think another energy credit needs to be paid. It's similar to the 200 euro credit, but maybe even bigger. Um, and that needs to be yeah, decided. 200 now. is not going to cut it now. No, Dara. Dara, just before I let you go, do you predict, by the way, there's mixed reaction, Eamon Ryan, of course, kind of writing it off a little bit during the week, but uh, some economists and some experts suggesting there will be power cuts. Uh, do you believe there'll be power cuts? I'm hoping there won't be. I think anybody who comes out and definitively says yes or no is lying. We absolutely don't know. A lot of it is actually going to depend on the weather. If we get a really, really cold winter, now we've been lucky in recent years, winters haven't been that bad. But if in December and January, if it's a really, really cold day and it's a really, really calm day when the wind isn't blowing, um, we could get very close to maybe a blackout, particularly during the hours of five to seven. I still think it's an unlikelihood, but it's an increased unlikelihood. And the risk is higher than it's been probably in decades. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed. Derek Cassidy from Bonkers.ie. I appreciate you coming on the air. I want to go to Elaine, who works in MAB's uh, Money Advice Budgeting Service. Good afternoon to you, Elaine. Hi, Niall. Hi, Bing. Uh, the idea that we will delay people paying their bills if they can't afford to, in other words, we will allow them to continue not to pay for two years and then yeah. at the end of the two years, well, I don't know what happens at the end of the two years, to be honest with you, you still can't afford mm. it or if the bills haven't mm. come down. Is this a good plan or, or is this a... I know it keeps the lights on, it keeps the heat on, but is it a good idea? Yeah, well, I suppose my feeling on it was, from our experience here in MAP, um the moratoriums that were put in place during covid um, when those moratoriums finished, these are the mortgage moratoriums that were no in. electricity disconnection okay. moratoriums. Okay. Like, there was a moratorium during COVID as well for disconnections. Okay, and the minute those um, those uh, lack of restrictions were lifted, we had an immediate influx of people coming into us with massive electricity arrears bills and disconnection notices because they'd been in this moratorium period where they either weren't able to whichever reason pay electricity knowing they wouldn't be disconnected and the minute those moratoriums are lifted unfortunately the electricity company started issuing disconnection notices so we're at a stage now we're still dealing with the fallout of that i would say every second client coming to us at the moment has an electricity disconnection notice and what so if i can ask you obviously don't talk about your individual cases but mm. but but in it, what sort of bills are we talking you know thousands. five thousands yeah 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 and and, and that's the difficulty when they come to us Obviously, they come to us looking for a solution, and, and, and that's our role to find the one. Um, but, you know, there's just no way that people can, at the moment, tackle a five grand electricity arrears bill and pay their ongoing bills, because that's the problem. When you're in the electricity company, yes, they'll put payment plans in place, and we certainly welcome the two-year repayment plan, because at the moment it's very difficult to get those kind of arrears paid in 12 months. But they're also trying to pay their increased um, electricity bill as they're coming in at the moment. They're, they're just they're just slipping further and further into debt. Um, they're going to illegal money lenders to borrow the money. 
they're going borrowing from credit unions, which is fine. You know, that's a, that's a regulated loan, but they're still borrowing to try and catch up. Which is put, just um, putting them into more debt, essentially. Yes. And, you know, we're, we're not judgmental in maths. If somebody, you know, deliberately didn't pay their electricity bill because they knew they wouldn't be disconnected and they could have paid it, fine. It is what it is. They come to us with these massive arrears and we try and negotiate repayment. I think, I think, I think the idea that people purposely do it, I think, is probably a little bit of a myth. Some people may yeah, take advantage I mean, of that system. It's human nature for some people. Well, I mean, no, well, I think we just prioritise, yeah. don't we? I mean, I mean, if, if you've got a single mum, say, with three kids yeah, or something like exactly. that, coming up to Christmas or whatever yeah. it is, and she says, I pay the electricity bill, or I buy some presents, or whatever yeah. it happens to yeah. be, I mean, or I buy clothes for the kids for Christmas Correct. and new shoes, yeah. I know yeah. what's coming first. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's a perfect storm at the moment, because it's coincided with this increased cost of living from the, from the start of the year onwards. And any any gains that people did make during COVID with, you know, being able to save a bit of money and stuff is, is well gone. And, it, you know, it's the old cliche which we keep hearing at the moment, you know, in the media, it's heating or eating. The and what's the possibility? Elaine, let's just say I have a family and we have a bill. And family bills can be, you know, if you have a normal kind of three or four bedroom house, can be quite expensive. Yeah, and, and we are looking, as I said already to Dara, in the first quarter next year of paying the equivalent as we paid in the whole year in 2020. Yeah. Okay, so we've tripled the bills essentially. Yeah. So if I can't pay the bills or we can't pay the bills, and I run up a bill of four or five grand over the course of a year and a half or whatever it is or two years. Yeah. What's the possibility of getting that? If Because the bills, it doesn't look like they're going to come down. Some experts predict this could go on for for years. So mm. if they don't come down, and, and my family budget is already, we're, we're living beyond our means, yeah. and I can't afford a repayment plan, yeah. um, I can just about maybe pay my current bill in two years' yeah, time. Exactly, yeah. What's the possibility of getting a write-off? Is it possible? Officially, electricity bills don't get written off because you've used the electricity and you have to pay for it, right? That's the official line. In fairness to the energy companies at the moment, they're running hardship funds. And they're running them for people who come to MAD for assistance because they know that we sit down with people, we do a proper budget, income and expenditure, how much can you afford to pay? So the electricity company know that when we contact them, we've done a kind of a due diligence on that, co- on that customer and we know realistically whether they can or cannot pay. If they cannot pay, they are running hardship funds where they will write off portions, if not all of the debt, depending on how much people owe. Mm-hmm. So they are, if, you, if you come through MAD, we will apply to the electricity company's hardship plan, submit your financial statement and look for a write-off of the arrears. And for those uh, who are... So they're by done the way, on a case-by-case basis, but it uh, is possible. Mm-hmm. Or we, get, we try and get assistance from St Vincent de Paul, or we refer them into their community welfare officer to try and get an exceptional needs payment. So there are ways of doing it for people who genuinely just cannot tackle the arrears that have built up. Well, the last, just on a final note, Elaine, over the last Mm. few years, between between COVID, the housing Mm -hmm. crisis, and now this crisis, as Mm -hmm. we jump from one crisis to the next in this country, I mean, have you seen a massive increase in the amount of people coming to you generally in debt? I don't mean just energy, everything. Yeah, we have. And there's, there's no doubt in the early days of COVID, everything in here calmed down, quietened down, because the creditors weren't chasing anyone. And obviously, there was no things like disconnections, mortgages were all put on hold. But we are back up to as being as busy as we were in 2016, 2017. Mm. Like we, we had six people contact us last Thursday morning with electricity disconnections alone. So we're very busy. And I, I, I know, by the way, that they are yeah. slow to disconnect people. And they are, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fairness, but in saying mm-hmm. that, the debt doesn't go away. And no, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think the government, as we spoke to Dara a few minutes ago, is the government doing enough uh, to mm. arrest this problem? I, and as Dara rightly said, and I would probably agree, I think this is just a sticking plaster. Yeah, you know, it, it, that's the exact phrase we're using in math at the moment. 
all these little gestures of trying to help people out, they're very welcome, but they are sticking glasses. They're not not a long-term solution. And and we're about trying to get people long-term solutions. I mean, this. I I, I just worry that this will put people, because people now have an option. Uh, And and don't get me wrong, I don't want to see them paying expensive bills either because the government should be doing more. But they now have an option not to pay the bill. Exactly. And and, and, and they'll pay something else that needs paying. And and get themselves into massive debt over a Mm two-year period. We let's just say we're very concerned about the winter time that's coming up. Okay, okay. very concerned, yeah, because we're seeing it already, and and not just. And we look, know, we know, we know the knock-on effects that yeah. debt can put on people for mental Absolutely. health and all those yeah. other problems that go That's along. Nearly ninety percent of what we do is kind of almost like counselling. Yeah, yeah, dealing with people's mental stresses and insomnia. And I, and, and I know how yeah. difficult that must be for you and your team, Elaine, to be dealing with people, because when people are in financial debt, it can cause huge mental health problems. Yeah, but it's, it, we, you know, it's it's so great when people come to us because it's like, thank you for coming to us because we can take a lot of that concern and worry off you. Yeah, you know, and and, and and you know, to be able to make a difference and try and help people, you know, it's a fantastic yeah. organisation. You know, what can we do? Well, I would look, if, I, if people are in debt, I would advise people, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I know MABS yeah. are a great organisation, the Money yeah. Advice Budgeting Service. I would advise people there's probably a MABS somewhere in your locale or you can contact them. 60 around the country, yeah. Yep, yeah, so please yeah. do contact them. What, what people can do in the first instance, Niall, is ring the MABS helpline. It's so 9am to 8pm, Monday to Friday. Um, and they will, if they, if they talk to you and they think, okay, you need to go in and see somebody in a local office, they will refer that person directly to the local office to make contact and come in for, a, for an appointment and a chat. And look, the so, helpline number for those who happen to have a pen and paper handy, but I will give it out yep. again. It's 0818-07-2000. So that's 0818-07-2000. I hope <laughs> yeah, I said that properly exactly, today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Perfect. And they're open, for, okay. as you said, from 9am to 8pm. Yeah, night, and okay. you know, definitely, you know, don't leave it until you have the disconnection notice through the door. Come to us now if you feel you're going to be in difficulty. Yeah. Absolutely. Because then it becomes an emergency. You know. All right, listen, thank you very much today, Elaine. I appreciate you're you welcome. coming on the air. Well, okay. There you go. There's Elaine. And again, maybe thinking this is not such a great idea, as Dara Casti said from Bonkers.ie as well, it's a sticking plaster. And that number again is MABS. And if, if you find yourself in any kind of net, not just energy, by the way, but your mortgage, whatever it happens to be, and you think you're getting to a point where it's becoming unrecoverable, Please don't let it damage your mental health. Don't let yourself get to a point or a very depressed state over it. There's always a solution. There's always an answer. MABS can help you. And once they get involved, the creditors and the people that you owe money to have to deal with them and not deal with you. All right. So please contact them. It's 0818-07-2000. That's 0818-07-2000. If you're in any kind of debt at all that you just can get yourself out of, they will try their best to help you because they're good people. I know they are. Now, I want to talk about this very quickly. I'm going to give it about 20 minutes because some people are saying, Niall, I think you're being really unfair. Uh, I think any suggestion or anything is a good idea at the moment to keep the lights on. And, and, and that's the whole purpose, isn't it? To keep the lights on. And the whole idea is, is that you don't get disconnected for not paying your bills. You won't go cold. You won't be in the dark. You'll still be able to cook. And look, Maybe that maybe you think that's a good idea. So essentially, I'm not going to go into all the moratorium aspect of it. The government are basically saying that in the next two years, if you don't pay your bills or you can't pay your bills, you will not be cut off. Once you're dealing directly with the energy company or ringing them up and saying, Listen, I don't have the money, I don't have the money. What can you do with me? You won't get cut off. All right, that's the deal. It's still not arresting the problem. Still too expensive to, call, to pay for energy in this country. 
Uh, as I said, we're looking at by 2023 paying three times what you paid two years ago for your electricity and your gas bills and oil. There's no mention of oil on this. A lot of people are on oil. I don't know how that works out because you will get cut off if you don't have oil because you can't afford to buy it. You have to get that delivered to your house. Or the same with, say, flow gas or whatever. Or those other ones that, you know, the bottle gas that comes to your house. I don't know how you're going to get them. Um, and they're going to be handing them out for free and hoping that you'll pay two years later. I doubt it. Uh, the number is 87 The question I'm asking you is, do you think that this will get people into more financial trouble or do you think it'll help? Is it a good idea that you won't get cut off for two years? Let me know what you think. The number is 087 Maybe you think I'm wrong and you don't think it's a stick and plaster. You think it's a good idea and anything can help at the moment and it's not the government's fault. Well and good. I'd like to hear from you. The number is 087 just to show you how the other half lives, so to speak, I'm just looking at Belfast Live at the moment. The cost of living, £400 energy discount to be delivered to Northern Irish homes in November. So that's €500. Euro. And they're saying that the DUP uh, are not happy with that. They want, and the people are not happy, clearly, they want it to be more than that. So they're back in negotiations again to try and get it increased. So they're looking at €500. Euro. We were part, and they already got money, by the way, going back as we did, the 200 that we got as well. They got three or 400 already. So in other words... <coughs> They're not happy with 400 or 500 euro. So I don't think we should be. I mean, people's bills need to be paid. They can't afford to pay them. Let me go to John. John, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing, John? Hi, Noel. Uh, John, look, I don't know what the answer is. There's lots of answers. I can go into a really deep debate about the energy crisis. I believe it's a political crisis, but that's a whole other argument. We are where we are and we're at it now. So what should we be doing? Is it a good idea to basically stall paying your bills for two years? Uh, no, I don't believe so. No. To, me, to me, this is just, you know, it's kicking the can down the road. People can't afford to pay now. They're not going to be able to afford to pay it off in two years' time. Uh, as far as I can see, they're, you know, they're turning people into, like, debt slaves. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like the new form of slavery. But instead of chains, we'll all have debt around our neck, you know? No, we so, all have debt around our neck anyway, most of us. Anyway. Well, yeah, but it's, get, it's getting to a ridiculous level at this stage. People are just, they're crippled with it really are. And I, I think, you know, a moratorium is not the answer. We need a proper, reasonable price cap for a start. You know, and, and it has to be reasonable and say, this is what the, the max you pay and no more. And I really think we need to start looking at renationalising the energy sector the way they've well, done go back to go back, go back to what we did 40 years ago or 30 years ago with well, the ESB. I mean, look at the people in France, you know, they pay 4% apparently on on what you know, on their interest on their on their energy bills, and compared to everyone else, because they've nationalised, they're all, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I just you know, they've also put, they've also put price answer. caps in as well, yeah, yeah. Where we are now is not the answer, and and this to me, politicians here, I don't know, like I hate to say it, but you know, you see politicians benefiting from the housing crisis. Are they benefiting from this? You know, it's a reason well, well, the, go- well, the government. Let's be clear about it, and don't be fooled. The government benefits from are benefiting to some degree from the energy crisis because, yeah. of course, more tax is being charged. So the more diesel you put in the car, the more petrol you put in the car, the more electricity you turn on, the more gas you pump to your house. The government are making tax on it. So, yeah. so they're but benefiting the- from this as well. Yeah, but are they not losing in other ways? If people can't afford to go out and buy things or, you know what I mean, pay, pay for other Probably, stuff yes. that they can take. Mm. You know, it's, it's being lost one way or the other, but it's only crippling Well, maybe, maybe it just means less savings for people because people are not saving as much now. Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of people not saving, but I think it's gone even beyond that. I think they're, they're actually 
just going more and more into debt. And I think, you know, something has to be done. And the Their argument is, what, what can we do? And look, is this not a good idea? At least people won't go colder in the dark for the winter. Yeah. Well, Britain is talking about price caps. Why aren't we? Well, they're also, you know, they're also giving families €1,200, Euro, I believe, in Great Britain too. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and in the north there, they've just suggested €500 Euro or €400. Pounds, and they're saying that's not going to be enough in November. They're going to ha- probably be higher than that. Yeah, prob- probably not enough, but it's still better than what our government is suggesting. Mm. Well, well, they haven't suggested that yet. We haven't even had a budget yet. So, I mean, we, we, we basically just put up with the 200 quid we were given back, whatever it was, four, yeah. four or five months ago. Yeah. No, I just mean, like, if they're talking about a moratorium, that's, that's definitely not enough. You know, that's that's just a joke. That's you know what I mean. That I I think the Irish people have, have been too quiet for too long, and I think we need to start kicking and screaming. I really do. Stay there for a second. Let me go to Rachel as well. Rachel, do you think it's enough? No, no, no. definitely not. I just think we're going. If I'm honest, Niall, I think what we're going to end up having is another two years down the line, an even bigger energy crisis because you're going to have two years worth of bills tossed on top of. Well. We've not. We're losing you there. Just move your head a little bit, Rachel. Sorry, go on. Oh, sorry, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Sorry, I just think that in two years' time, we're going to have another energy crisis because we're going to have two years' worth of bills added on to the bills that people are already struggling to pay. Yeah. And I'll give you a clear example. I got my gas bill, and I would say it would have been May, and it was astronomical. I don't know how because I know I didn't use that amount. It was three, and I remember it was 364 euros. And by the way, do you use gas for heating and cooking? No, just for just for heating. Okay. And I actually don't have it on that much. I have solar panels. So they're meant to reduce the cost of it, right? Yeah. So wait you hear this. So I knew I wouldn't be able to pay that one go, but I knew that in five weeks' time after that, I would be. So I said, I'm not going to pay it. I'm just going to pay it off in the one go because I know I'll be able to clear it. In that five weeks, and I swear, I, I swear to you, I kid you not, I got, I would say, roughly two letters a week. And by the fourth week, I got three letters in that one week telling me if it wasn't paid within seven days, someone it would be disconnected. Literally, that was it. It would be disconnected. There was no... And I had actually been onto them. And I had explained the situation more than three or four times. And I had said to them, look, it's going to get cleared. Do you know what I mean? Like, my bills just have always been cleared. This isn't like a run over from another bill. It's just an astronomical bill, which I don't understand. And they were like, um, yeah, no, that's grand. But still, I proceeded. When I say the letters never, they never stopped. So in other words, what letters, you're saying to me is they didn't, they didn't really cooperate with you? No. And, and that's what I'm being honest. I genuinely think if that's all it took was for me to ring, which I did numerous times, and explain the situation I get from the exact date, that I was having paid on, and it was, and thankfully I was able to clear my bill. But do you, how do you how do you think you're going to fare off now? At the moment, we haven't really seen it yet because we've had good weather. You haven't had your heat on very much. I mean, you you are now going to see the real bills in November, yes. uh, February. Well, how do you think you're going to deal with that? Because you can tell you now, it, it won't be anywhere near three hundred. It'll be five or six hundred. Yeah, and I'm already thinking of ways not to turn the gas on. Like my son has uh, chronic lung disease, so I can't have him in a house that's cold or he's musty or, do you know what I mean? But I swear to God, I am dreading it. And I'm not joking when I say there's, you know when you get that kind of icky feeling in the pit of your stomach, kind of like that red feeling. Um, I'm like, oh my God, like I have to think of Christmas, I have to think of therapy, I have to think of gas and electricity that are astronomical at this stage. I'm like, my 
I'm genuinely like I'm dreading it. So are you are you sacrificing other things? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like even bringing the kids out, I'm not even bringing the kids out as much as we used to. Do you know that way? Because we have to drive there. Because so your quality of life has been affected by it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. And not only my life, the kids as well. Because it's not fair on them that I can't bring them out and do more things with them. And now with my daughter, like she was doing um, art therapy and play therapy, so I've cut it down to just art therapy. Just because the affordability aspect of it. Apart from anything else, driving them from place to place costs money too now because the cost of diesel and petrol. Stay there, Rachel, if you can. Diesel oh, oh, oh. went up from, my diesel went up from 40 euros a week. This is not more than like to 78 euros a week. I know, I know. I know, it's, it's, it's right. dreadful. And, and they say there's 10% inflation. That's not 10%, that's 40%. Uh, we'll stay, we'll yeah. stay there for a second, Rachel, if you can. Tom, you're in Ireland's class of kids. Yeah. How are you doing, Tom? I'm great, Niall. How are you? Good, Tom. Well, well, you're not great. I don't think anyone's great at the moment, well, really. No, well, uh, <laughs> well, no, yeah, well I'm, trying to, I'm trying to put a positive... The weather is quite good, so it's the weekend and I'm just finished work. So okay, well, good, let's, let's put a positive spin on it, Tom. Go on. Uh, no, no, I completely agree with, uh, with the whole... Uh, what, what, um, that stick and plaster analogy that's been used. Like, look at, do I look at it from a whole, from a bigger point of view. It's... It, it's everything that we're being hit with. It's not just one single thing. It's not just energy. It's not electricity. It's everything else that we that we're being hit with constantly. We're all every, every one of us is out working hard every day, and we're being we're being squeezed and squeezed and squeezed and squeezed. We can't literally give any more. That's my that'd be my point on it. So what do we do? I mean, the government are telling well, you say that there's nothing we yeah. can do. These are private. The government is saying these are private companies. Uh, you yeah. know, they can charge. We can't intervene here. They can charge what they want. You know, they, yeah. the companies are making the real money out of this are BP and Shell and all these other, uh, you know, well, energy you, companies. Yeah, yeah. But you, you, companies. You, you, you highlighted it there yourself, Niall, about VAT and all these different mm-hmm. tax charges. Look, look, at all, look, look at this USD that was brought in on top of our wages was it two years ago. We're a temporary tax. Now we're still paying it. Uh, you look at insurance levies. We're 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 paying for all these other. Uh, the Irish taxpayers are paying for all this. Like we're being asked to pay. We build out the banks. Look at that. We could we could list endless things. We, well, we we have massive bills coming into this country right now at the moment. Okay, we're we've just recovered from COVID, which was a massive yeah. bill. We've also now, yeah. of course, you know, we're helping people in Ukraine. Uh, I I don't want to put a downer on it, but yeah. that's a massive bill. That's a of huge course. bill. And that, that's the point. You, you hit the nail on the head there now for me, right? The way I look at it, like we're a small nation of, say, six million people to take into account the North as well. The reality is, see, the attitude of the people that are running this country, the attitude of the people that are in power, it's not affecting them. It's not affecting them in one iota because it's the people that it's affecting, it's out, that's out working hard every single day. We're paying for this. Now, see, the attitude of politicians is they, they're giving this, idea to the world oh we, we can solve the world's problems we can't we're a small country we're, we're something's got to give we, we, we've been doing this for years now we, we, we're, we're a very charitable country we, we, we give out a lot of in foreign aid every single year I mean we're, we're, we're great we're, the Irish people are great we, we do a lot but, but the attitude of we, we, when you well, but, it, but it can't be at the behest of the quality of life of our own citizens yeah, but, the, but, but it is that's life. what's happening isn't it but that's what, and it's happening for years and year upon year upon year we're being asked to contribute more to pay more they're standing up in front of the doll you have all these leaders in the, in the doll and they're standing up in front of all the on, doll on 180 grand each yeah. and, and, and you know on top of that guys they're, loan, they're owning 11 and 12 houses and now they're being well, we know we know all that from during the week yes. <laughs> they're being forced it. to retire now with big pensions it's not affecting them. 
So in other words, what you're saying to me, Tom, is they're, they're completely disconnected from the problem because they're not the ones at the coal face. We are. But they've always been nice. And unless, look, I went up to Dublin and I protested during the water protest and uh, among thousands and thousands of people. Unless Irish people get out on their, on, on their feet and uh, look, at we, we, need, we, we, need, we can't keep going where we go. Something's got to give. Well, look, I, I agree with you, Sam. I think most people think probably we need leadership. The number is 87 That's 87 At a time like this, we definitely need some level of leadership. I'll play one or two of your WhatsApp messages after the break as well. Anya, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Anya? Hello. I usually don't come on this often, you know. But when you're, you know, I'm after coming from the supermarket and there's more cars out there than there ever was. And they are like buses. I don't be able to find my car. And then the, when you went to the supermarket, they're buying so much junk food. There must have been millionaires down here. I don't know where these poor people are. So what's the point you're trying to make on you? At the point I'm making is they're not able to manage their money. So, so you, but, but people are not able to manage their money because their bills have gone up Yeah, because they're able to go on a holiday and spend a couple of but, thousand. Uh, yeah, but hang on, hang on. Are people not entitled to a holiday if they you're work hard? You're not entitled to a holiday if you haven't got the money. If, but but, if, but, but hang on, on if people work, hang on, if people have a certain budget every year and they work hard and they've two weeks off, are they not entitled to a holiday? Well, I'm entitled to one too. Well, then why don't you go on? Yeah, because I can't afford, I want to pay my bills. Well, sorry, are you, are you happy to be in that position then? Well, I'm not. But that I your bills, to, the, you, your you bills basically. Have you have to, I have to do with it. But what I'm saying to you is, you should be able to, if you, if you have a job or if people have an income, they should be able to pay their bills and have a little bit of downtime as well where they might want to go away on a holiday. That's, a, that's acceptable. Yeah, but there's no need for a dishwasher. Is there not? No. The and people are getting lazy. They don't want to do anything. And you can wash some light clothes in the sink. But, but, why, but, why, should, but why should people have to go back in time 50 years and go back to washing their clothes yeah, when, in the sink because the they money, can't afford it to run you, a dishwasher? You can't be doing that if you haven't got the money. And why should they turn off the lights as well just in case and light some candles? No, you, you, the light doesn't use that much. It's all the other... Uh, and you never moan about, about uh, um, all you've spent on, on the internet and all you've spent on Sky. I can get Sky News. On my, on my, on my Serve uh, you. television. Yeah. So you, get, you just get the free channels. Yeah. So you're saying that people should sacrifice a little bit and cut back. Yes, yeah, so you cut back. You see, it's all right if you have the money. So, uh, so, so you don't believe people when they're giving out on the radio saying the bills have gone up too high? No, they're, they're putting it on a lot. They couldn't okay. be. Okay, well, well, hang on. Greg, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Greg? Oh, how are you doing? Yeah, you're putting, uh, putting it on, Greg. Yeah, that's what I just Cut back, well, Greg. Well, oh, oh, actually, I sent the wrong price in there, but we were paying... Uh, one thirty-five a month for gas and electricity on a budget plan. So we pay the same every month. So at Christmas you don't get a big bill. Yeah, I used to they do work that. Out yeah. What you have. Yeah. yeah. So I've, since then I've got solar panels in. I drive a hybrid car. We've got a new boiler, one of them combi boilers. So we're not storing energy efficient boiler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And six six and a half grand it was to have it put in the attic, and it's a really nice top of the range. And our budget plan over the last few months, when it's summer, which you haven't been using the stuff as you would be. Uh, is now it's uh, I think it was three three oh nine a month it's gone up to so it's gone even even though you've Double. made he, Anya you listen to this man he's done all the sacrificing he got his solar panels in he got a new boiler which is an energy efficient boiler and and he's paying by the month to avoid him having to pay a big yeah, bill and his bill has gone from one ninety to three something per month he had to pay for the it's solar different. panels hadn't he yeah how much did that yeah. cost to put them in uh it was about seven thousand seven. 
Yeah. No wonder you haven't got the money then. Excuse me. No, no, that's not the... What do you mean I haven't got the money? I'm trying to save and help the... Because the electricity that I don't use, I send back to the grid. So that's for other people to use. Because in this energy crisis, people say there's not enough... The solar panels go back... The energy that we don't use from the solar panels goes back in. Now, I'm not just saying I didn't got the money to pay for them. What I'm saying is my bill has gone from 135 a month to 3, 309, and, I've, and I'm energy efficient. I, I, I charge my, I have a hybrid yeah. car, I charge that on the you're doing, you're doing every, Yeah, you're doing everything you're yeah. being told to do by the government. So, Anya, he's doing everything he's been told to do by the government. He's saving energy. The, the energy he doesn't use goes back into the grid for people like you. And... Uh, and he's still being penalised. Well, he mustn't have a good job, then. He mustn't have a good job. Mm. He mustn't be high, well paid, then. Actually, actually, my wife is well paid. and so I'm not saying that I can't afford my bill. I'm just saying how much it's gone up. Well, we know everything has gone up, but what can yeah, you do about it? Nothing. Excuse me. You can't, how can you say that... Wash your clothes in the sink. Job. Uh, listen, I have three children, and I'm telling you, their school clothes have to be clean. You have to wash it in the sink. You get children's pension, don't you? Children's pension? Mm. Children's benefit, child benefit, you mean? Yeah. Yes, everybody gets yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, the you're very begrudging on you, aren't you? Sorry? You're very begrudging. And, and there's Aldi and, and leaders. Excuse me, okay, if that's what you said. My, me and my wife, we pay 53% of our wages in tax. We lose 53% of our wages in tax, paying for other people. So you're saying that we're, you're begrudging us? Paying, paying on your pension. Are you in a pension on you? But you have to, you have to pay, you have to pay tax. Are you, are you on a pa- yeah, but, but we you... pay fifty-three percent of our wages that we earn goes into the government. We we take home less than half our wage packet. Yeah, but the government have a lot to pay out as well. I understand that, but you're saying that I haven't got a good enough job, or I haven't. You were sort of saying that I shouldn't have paid money. For I wash the clothes in the sink. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I I, I lived out in Italy for a while with my mum, and we washed the clothes using the wash the well, and you had the soap and the soap. And in the summer, that's fine if you've got a place to dry and, you, and you're on holiday. And so, but I haven't got time to wash clothes in the I don't, 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 Greg, well, you don't even be giving her, her argument any credibility. We're not living in the Stone Age. I mean, this is not the 1960s, Anya. And he's well, paying yeah. taxes. He's paying good taxes. He's done everything he's been told to by the Green Party, by the sounds of it. And, uh, he's, still being, and he's still being penalised. You don't care you have good money and you have an easy job. You don't care. Who, me? Yeah. I have good money and an easy job? Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. Thanks, Anya. Uh, Greg, listen, thanks so much indeed. Anya, thank you very much indeed. Anya, there you go. Wash your clothes in the sink. That's the answer. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio, the multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hit.